Hey everybody, um, welcome back to wish you all the best, um, uh, a personal podcast about modern dating. I'm Scott, um, it's just me this time, um, and it's been a minute since I've put one of these out, so if you're still subscribing or still listening, um, I appreciate you, all like three of you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so this one's just me. Um, and I, I don't know, like for what it's worth, I, I think I'm going to, yeah, when I used to open these by saying, um, this is a personal podcast from the perspective of a man who goes to therapy. And I had kind of listened to a couple of episodes recently. Um, and I, I don't know, to me, that somehow feels not right. Like I, I definitely think, uh, I definitely encourage, uh, men, everyone <laughs> to go to therapy. Um, but I think I think there are a lot of ways to kind of do work on yourself to kind of have that introspective or that, you know, have a mindset that you can be working on yourself and uh, to, to sort of be aware of the ways that, um, you know, may, maybe the default way that that I move through the world isn't isn't the way to be kind of the best version of myself. You know, I, I, am a big fan of therapy, but I think if you're out there and you're listening to this, I, you know, I just don't want it to be something where it's like, you have to go to therapy or you're, you're doing something wrong. You know, I think there are like books you can read or I don't know, speakers you can listen to creators. You can listen to like, I think there's a lot of ways, um, to do that work. So anyway, that was just something on my mind. So I wanted to talk about it. Uh, into a microphone. Um, uh, yeah, another thing that I wanted to kind of point out, if, if this content, if this kind of thing is interesting to you, um, there's currently a podcast called Land of the Giants. It's mostly a technology podcast. Um, and they've done a couple seasons on different like big tech things. Um, but this season is all about dating apps. Um, and it's really interesting. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm feeling very smug about it because a lot of the things that they're saying are, are really Kind of lined up with a lot of my um, pet theories about about dating apps, which is not you know I'm not like some sort of genius or anything, but uh, it's an it's a it's like a journalistic take uh, or, or or journalistic approach to how dating apps work and what they do and how they've evolved. Um, so I think if if this kind of if the stuff that I've been saying about dating apps is interesting to you, I would definitely go find it and give it a listen um, if you're interested if you have time. Uh, and again, it's called Land of the Giants uh, from Vox. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's it's uh, like three or four episodes in right now, so I'm not sure where they'll go with it. And well, and also it's been very like sort of technology focused. I, there's a connection, I think, between the technology of the dating apps and sort of like modern culture and feminism and masculinity. Um, that, that I, I'm not sure if they're going to get into. Um, but, uh, yeah, just sort of their review of like how the apps came to be and why they do what they do has been, um, has been a really nice listen. So yeah, go check that out. If you have the time, highly recommended. Um, the thing that I wanted to kind of talk about on this one, and again, I, I you know, apologies that this is just me. I, I don't like the ones that are just me. Uh, I like the ones where I can have a conversation, um, but this time it's just me. Um, 
but I wanted to hop on here and and record something um kind of just as a not like as a personal log cuz I, I I don't I'm not really interested in getting like too specific on here um but you know if you're I'm hopefully I'm trying to aim this mostly at men um and I think gents um and I you know I should say this is a pretty heteronormative podcast so my straight dudes out there uh trying to you know trying to find love <laughs> um I think it's useful for us to talk to each other and just to kind of tell the stories of what it's like to do this um because it can be helpful to talk to someone and and I and I I think it's probably helpful to hear someone else talk about the specific ways that it's difficult. Um, so I wanted to do that with this one really quickly. Um, if that's not your thing, then this is, you know, you can definitely skip this episode. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do real quick for this one today. Um, I recently, so I recently started, uh, um, kind of extending my dating pool into uh, Los Angeles. I live in San Francisco. Um, I, I personally think the dating market in San Francisco is tough for uh, guys, uh, or at least for guys my age, um, for a variety of reasons. I can complain about that later, but uh, I've had an easier time. I definitely had an easier time dating in New York City while I was out there briefly, and I've found that um, when I use the dating apps or at least the dating apps that I'm sometimes using now, um, it's easier to match with women in LA. So anyway, I've, um, yeah, I've started <laughs> matching with women in LA and just kind of telling myself like, well, if I find somebody that's promising, I'll hop on a plane, fly down there, go for a date, uh, and maybe see some friends while I'm down there. Um, which is, you know, a very privileged approach to dating. I definitely want to acknowledge that. Um, getting from SFO to LA is is not, or to LAX is not, is not super expensive, um, but it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not nothing. And and finding a place to stay, and you know, kind of just the the logistics of taking a weekend trip for a for a date, especially for a first date, is. Um, I don't, I just want to acknowledge that I think that's kind of a it feels to me like an extreme step, not an extreme step, but like a, a big, a big thing, you know? Um, and I know, I guess I'm just saying that I know not everybody can do that, but that process, um, that process of being kind of really intentional about it, right? Like finding someone like, okay, is this person worth it for me to get on a plane and make travel plans and do all that stuff? Is this person worth it for me to go do that? Um, that's been a nice, kind of step in my dating process because it really makes me kind of slow down and go like, like really evaluate what my gut is telling me or what I know or, or what, you know, do I want to move forward with that? Right. Um, in a way that's been kind of nice. Um, even though, you know, yeah, as always, it's not, um, <laughs> I don't have like a, <laughs> a ton of women vying for my, <laughs> for my weekends. Um, 
but you know, it, it's, it's been a step in the process where if I match with somebody and it seems promising and my gut is saying, this is a possibility and we seem to be connecting over, over chat or talking on the phone well, and talking on the phone or in video chat, that kind of thing. Um, it's been a nice check, you know, just to sort of, uh, so just, a um, you know, a, a, a step in the process where I really have to pause and look at it and try and figure out, okay, is this worth it? Is this a thing that I want to pursue? Um, so like, I guess that's a, that's a thing. And so I don't know, like, as I've been doing that, I, I guess, anyway, that's kind of beside the point. The thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, the part of the journey that I think is is maybe relatable to maybe anyone, uh, probably any man, but maybe anyone who's trying to date these days. Um, I was in the airport on the way home from my most recent LA trip, and I was reminded of so a long, long time ago, I was reminded of this feeling, this, this feeling of, of free fall, this feeling of like, I've done everything I can do and I've put it out there into the universe or whatever. And now I'm just waiting, right? I've, I've, I've taken a leap of faith and I'm waiting to see if there's, if there's going to be a solid ground for me to land on after I've made this, this leap. And that reminded me of a time in my life that I had felt that, um, I think that the, the most vivid time that I sort of felt that sensation was a long, a long, long time ago, decades ago, decades. Yeah. Decades ago. Uh, I was trying to be an actor and, you know, I would go through like the audition process for different shows and for different schools and that kind of thing. And I auditioned, and you know, and I applied to go to a really fancy pants acting school, um, and I, and I got I got lucky and I got in. But I, I remember, I remember the audition process for the school, and I remember sitting in the lobby after uh, after a callback audition or like the second round of of auditions, where like you know you go in and you like do your little monologues and you talk to people and they kind of evaluate you and whatever. And I, and I just had this, that feeling, that feeling of like, feeling like I had jumped off a cliff and that I was floating through the air and hoping that there was going to be something that for me to land on. And I wasn't just going to crash, you know, into the depths of, of whatever. And I think that was a pretty like high stakes moment for me just because I, I don't know, I, I really wanted to go to that school. Um, but you know, for, for, for 10 years after that, while I was trying to be an actor, you know, the life, the entertainment industry is full of times when you take a leap of faith and you don't land anywhere. Right. It's, it's a, it's a lot of rejection. And I think it occurred to me this time coming back from LA after having put myself out there, after having kind of taken this leap of faith to try and connect with someone and have it not, have it not work. I, I kind of, it kind of came clear to me that like the, the last time I felt this way was when I was, uh, you know, a starving artist and going to auditions and trying to 
get cast in a soap opera or a movie or a play or you know whatever and like and and, and i think well I, I don't know I, I guess the point is that like that life that like starving artist life where you know it was just constant rejection and it felt very isolating um it feels the same, right? If it's the same, I mean, I, I'm really beating around the bush here, I guess with this, but like, you probably hear what I'm saying. Like, like modern dating is just a, a constant, a constant barrage of rejection. It's a constant, you know, for, for, for men, especially, uh, you have to put in effort, uh, try and kind of, you know, uh, be the noticeable message in someone's inbox or be the interesting chat with someone or, or, you know, there are so many like steps in the funnel process where you're trying to, uh, you know, be on someone's phone and then, um, meet them and then see if, you know, they, they want to spend more time with you. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an audition process, you know? Um, and it's, it wears you down. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> I'm just, I've just been babbling for like five minutes about, about, about how constant rejection is, is emotionally difficult. It's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but a, a lot of the same things are kind of coming up for me, uh, at, at, that, that came up or that there were challenges when I was, trying to be a, when I was a starving artist, like, um, it's hard as a man. I, and I'm a pretty, uh, you know, <laughs> I do go to therapy and, I, and I'm so touchy feely that I, that I want to take the therapy part out of the intro to my podcast. Right. So I'm a pretty, I'm a, I'm a pretty comfortable talking about my feelings kind of guy. I think I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I might have like a, a, a poor, sense of self-awareness around that but i think i'm a i'm a dude who is pretty comfortable being vulnerable about his feelings and even still i have a hard time uh like like talking to friends you know people who love me uh about this process or or at least or at least having conversations with them that sort of feel supportive. Um, like I definitely, and I mean, I mean, you know, all five listeners, you're all, you're all my friends. So really, I'm just kind of talking to you here, but like anybody else who might happen to be listening. Um, I have great friends. I, I really do. Uh, who I think do the work and who try hard to, to connect and to be good friends. Um, and I think sometimes it's just like logistically difficult to have the consistent support in a friendship that I think is, you know, important in a very close friend like that. Just li life makes that kind of thing hard, you know, but also kind of just the emotional vulnerability. I, th I think it's hard, especially for men and maybe even for women, but I, I can't really speak to that, but it's hard for men to, um, I don't know. It's, it's like a muscle, you know, it's not just like a choice 
I think, where you sort of say to yourself, okay, I'm going to say the things that are in my heart. I'm going to open up and, and re- like, like flip over the card that says, uh, this is how I'm feeling today. Right. I don't think it's just a matter of choosing to say the things that I'm afraid to say. I think it's a muscle. I think it's like, I think it's the kind of thing that you need to do enough so that you're, you're, you're just so that you're, you're, you're like comfortable doing it so that you're, uh, good at it. Right. And I think that's true for sharing something vulnerable as well as for receiving something vulnerable. Um, right. And so, and so even if, you know, I and my bestest friend in the world are hanging out and talking to each other about vulnerable things like that, I think takes practice. You have to kind of get the reps in and keep at it, uh, you know, to, to, to create that rapport or to, to be able to receive support. And a little bit of this is, is certainly me. I think there are things about me that I'm working on, you know, of course in therapy, but things that I'm working on where I'm not great at receiving support, which is a whole other ball of wax and is therapy and is probably outside the scope of that podcast. But I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just wanted to tell that story or, or, or describe the situation in that way, because, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're a dude and you're like dating feels just completely lonely and hopeless. And I don't know how to get support from my people, my community while I'm doing this. You know, you might be someone who like me is divorced or is, you know, single and and, and lonely because as dudes, we're kind of socialized to put a lot of our social connection, a lot of our community onto our partners. Like whether that actually means just getting that sense of connection from a partner or, you know, uh, piggybacking on her ability to be social, to, to have that, to, to like be the one in charge of the friend network, right? Without a partner, it's really easy for men. I think it's really easy for everyone these days to feel lonely, but especially for men for those reasons. And I guess I just wanted to kind of spell this out, not necessarily in a way to say like, boohoo me, because again, this is a great problem to have in the grand scheme of things just to kind of say, if this is something that you're dealing with, um, you know, you're not alone, you know, um, I, I don't believe I'm the only guy out there dealing with this. Um, I haven't had other men kind of, uh, talk to me too explicitly about, about this, but my, my, my suspicion is that I'm not the only guy dealing with this. Um, and yeah, because, well, anyway, just, just to say that, you know, it's, it's tough and I want to tell kind of my side of that story so that if you're going through it too, uh, you, you, you know, you're not alone. Um, and so, yeah, the kind of, kind of the last thing I'll say about, about that situation, about that difficulty, kind of the, the 10,000 foot view on this is that like, I think we often, depending on, you know, what you listen to and what kind of well, whatever, depending on like what parts of the internet you bop around in, 
we, we often hear that, you know, men need to go to therapy. You know, you hear me on here even saying that, right? That, that, that men, that there is this like trend that as men, we have work to do. Um, and I think that's, a, that's right, honestly. Um, but like, I guess I just want to say that like, uh, even after you've decided to do the work or even as you're doing the work or as you're kind of challenging yourself and trying to turn over, you know, various internal rocks to see what's underneath. Um, and sometimes probably surprising yourself and, you know, that, that whole adventure, that whole journey of doing the work, even after you do that, it's not like you make progress on doing that and then magically you're more supported and less lonely and, you know, you instantly feel better because you've done the therapy or read the book or done the work or gone to the retreat or joined the men's group or whatever. Like after you do that work, you then need to go out into the world and find other people who have done that work. And you probably need to find other men who are doing that work. And you need to spend enough time with them so that you can kind of forge a community so that you can get that support. Um, which is to say like, if you're somewhere and this is not, this is not a, a rosy conclusion to this. This is not like a, this is not a, an upper, but like if you're in the process of, of deciding whether or not you want to do that work, or if you're in the process of doing that work and you're hoping that the light at the end of the tunnel is, you know, comes, you, you'll arrive, you'll get out the other side after you've like done enough work. And I'm using scare quotes here. Uh, I, I don't think that's true. I think doing the work is just the first step. And after that, you then need to kind of find other people who are also doing the work because we're social animals. We need community. Um, you know, men supporting each other is not just a matter of each man deciding, cool, I'm going to be supportive or I'm going to seek support. You also have to find the other men who are going to do that supporting. And that's hard. Um, and I think, and I think that's kind of why this is going to be an issue. Uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons why this is going to be a pretty sticky issue. Um, this is just something that I think is going to take a generation to change. Um, and I don't really know how to navigate that. I'm not sure. Like I have certainly been looking for like the hack or like the, the trick that would, that would let me deal with the world that I'm living in. Um, you know, I, I, if you get, if you get me talking about housing, eventually I'll talk about how I think it would be so cool to have like a, a modern urban kibbutz kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of community or like a place where you and your five closest friends could all live in the same block or 10 or 20, whatever you like buy a block of, of, you know, row houses or live in the same building and, um, you know, share a common space and, and, and have a place where the children could be watched by just some of the adults and the other adults could be free to do their life and stuff. Right. Like, like as a community to, to, to lessen the burden of child rearing, uh, but also to just have a community to have people close by who have your back. Um, 
you know, <laughs> you'll hear me talk about how I think that would be a really cool setup, but like it, it is logistically impossible. Like I don't think there's anybody who realistically believes that that's going to be how they do life. Um, at least outside of a, uh, uh, suburban, very suburban community, right? Just because the, the, the way that modern living works and the way modern life works, um, you know, the world pulls people in different directions to different locations and it's just hard to, it's hard to live close to the people you love. So, which is just to say that, you know, I, I, I am looking for that hack. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about how, what, what can I do in my lifetime to meet those needs? Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm being kind of a downer here, but I, I gotta tell you, I don't see a good solution. Like I, I think a lot of the bad stuff that we see coming out of men these days is, is kind of, at least in part attributable to, um, to that problem that it's, it's, uh, the, the deck is kind of stacked against us. And, you know, again, not being boohoo men, like there are so many, so, so many reasons why it's, it's, it's easier to be a man, uh, or straight man, straight, straight white man. Gosh. Um, but you know, I think it remains that, um, I think that that challenge of loneliness affects all of us. Um, but because we're not great at, uh, reaching out or asking for help that for men, probably for all kinds of men, um, that one hits that loneliness, that separation from community, um, hits pretty hard. Um, so yeah, that's, that was kind of my, my little meandering thought for today. Um, right. Because like the solution would be somehow to magically have us all decide at once that this is a problem that we should all do the work that we should be vulnerable with each other and that we should really prioritize those social connections, men supporting each other, men being vulnerable, um, right? Like to, 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 do, to do it all at once for all of us to sort of acknowledge it, say, okay, this is a thing. Let's just switch gears, all of us, and start doing this for each other. Um, uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's a collective action problem and those are tough. Um, I, I am going to go and try to find a men's group. Um, I've heard those are, a good thing to try. Um, definitely found a couple that sort of seemed, I want to say like politically not aligned with what I'm looking for. Um, but I've found one that I think I'm going to try, um, just to keep like, you know, just to keep trying, just to keep experimenting to see what'll work. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not terribly optimistic about how it's going to go. I, I suspect I'm going to go there it's going to feel a little woo woo for me. Um, and I'll meet some nice people and that it will feel at first very draining, you know, being in a room full of new people. I'm a bit of an introvert and 
you know, I'm going to go probably three or four times and give it a shot. Um, and maybe I'll be surprised, you know, maybe I will be pleasantly surprised and there will be like real connection and real support and it'll feel like the beginnings of growing community. Um, but yeah, I got, if I'm honest right now, I feel a little skeptical about that. Um, but yeah, I think that's connected to dating though. You know, I think for guys like, um, our sense of community, our feeling of, of belonging to something, of feeling like you're not, uh, on your own and an outsider. I, I think feeling alone puts you in a state, feeling socially alone puts you in like a, like a, like a emotional neurochemical state of, of, um, not really being yourself. You know, I think it puts you in a place where your brain is just kind of, you're, you're like paleo mammalian lizard brain is just really worried about like being separated from its pack or being separated from the tribe and like dying alone. Uh, because you know, a hundred thousand years ago, that was the, that was the correct response and you should be in like fight or flight mode and you should be, uh, you know, taking extreme measures to find your tribe or a tribe, um, to, to find your way back to survival these days, you know, it's not actually a survival thing, but I don't think my, like my paleo mammalian brain knows that. Um, and so, yeah, I think feeling like a social outsider doesn't let you bring your best self to dating basically or to anything. Um, and so I think it's connected, right? I think, I think taking care of myself and trying to find connection, finding community wherever I can, finding support wherever I can. And to a large extent, I can. I mean, again, just all of my awesome dudes who are listening, like whether I'm hanging out with you on Discord or making time to do a phone call or making time to do dinner together or whatever, um, you know, I take that support and I try to prioritize it wherever I can. Um, but I, I think, I think, I just think it's, even if you're intentional about it, even if you're trying to prioritize it, I think it's a hard thing to get that, that solid sense of community or maybe i just have a particularly high need for that kind of thing maybe there are other people who do fine with a little less of that uh, and i just happen to be somebody who needs it a lot uh, i you know i don't know smarter people than me are better suited to think about that kind of thing but anyway i, I think it's connected i think it's an important thing to be mindful of as you're as you're approaching modern dating um, especially as a man. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to kind of tell that story and, and, um, kind of pa paint the picture or describe the issue as I see it, uh, because I don't think I'm the only one going through it. Um, and I don't think it's obvious, you know, I don't, I don't think there are a lot of people out there talking about how, you know, doing the work and working on yourself and prioritizing community and, and prioritizing your ability to, to communicate and be vulnerable. Um, I think there are people saying that men need to do that work, but there aren't a lot of people sort of saying that like, Hey, once you do that work, it's, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a second step. There's, there's like finding, uh, each other, um, you know, and, and that, and that's sort of a requisite part of getting to, where I think we all kind of want to go. 
Um, yeah, I was, I was trying to, I was flipping through podcasts on my phone, trying to find other people talking about this stuff. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not trying to say that I'm special or, or doing anything new or fancy. I really don't think I am, but like I, all of the podcasts that, that Apple podcasts wanted to, wanted to feed me were most were either like explicitly pickup artist stuff about like men trying to pick up, you know, they they use a bunch of different terms, you know, like high quality women or, or, or like, it was basically pickup artist stuff. You know, it was like advice for, I think lonely men who, who, who think the issue is that like logistic or like that they don't have the right strategies or tricks uh, or like mental framework to um, attract women. Um, And I do think, you know, there are games that we play and flirty things we do as we're trying to attract someone and that kind of thing. But like at the core, at its core, I think a lot of the pickup artist stuff is basically just saying that like it's adversarial men versus women. It's, um, it's, it's really not focused on connection. It's really not open to the idea that men have emotional work to do. Not open to the idea that like the way that our fathers and grandfathers approached romance sort of needs any kind of adjustment. Right. I think it's, I think a lot of pickup artistry is basically adapting a 1950s approach to partnership companionship i mean it's not even really companionship it's like ownership right it, it it is a lot of it is it's it's the acquisition of a woman um i think i think that's what that's what's at the core of a lot of that stuff and most of the podcasts that i found even the ones uh, um with with there was one i forget what it was called but there's one with two with two women um, sort of talking to each other about, about, you know, what women want. And like, it was, it was like a, you know, a woman's perspective on what men need to know, that kind of thing. Um, it, it was a lot of that same stuff, right? Um, because, you know, I, you know, it's, it's not, it's not just men that are, that have subscribed to that, that approach to connection. Uh, you know, there, there are women who, um, well, that could be a whole podcast on its own, but there are women who, who, of course, you, you know, I would, I would say support the patriarchy for, for kind of lack of a better term or, 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 you know, see advantage in, or, or understand, or I should say are more comfortable with, there are women who are more comfortable with that traditional approach to marriage, uh, to finding a partner. Um, you know, anyway, I guess so I couldn't really find a lot of other people talking about it this way. And that was kind of frustrating to me. So I kind of wanted to hop back on here and, and just put this out there. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So the, 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 the next thing that I kind of wanted to babble about, um, So there's this other thing that I've been struggling with. And I think this is useful to talk about here. Um, this idea that 
that one of the things that I need to work on, and, and I, I guess I touched on this a little bit earlier, but this idea that the thing that I need to work on is making myself more available to connection, right? That, you know, for, for whatever reason, my life being single right now, maybe it's a short-term thing, or maybe it's like a long-term thing from childhood or trauma or like whatever, right? I mean, not whatever, but you know, I'm, I'm doing the work on figuring out like, does it, um, to, to, to figure out kind of, um, are there things within me that are stopping me from, um, receiving affection or receiving, um, support, right. In, in platonic friendships and romantic friendships, connections, um, romantic connections. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there, is there a thing in me that I'm, that I need to work on to make sure that I can kind of bring my best self. Right. And I think it's probably true. I think that's a thing that I'm working on. And I, I don't think that's unique to me. Um, I don't think it's necessarily all men. It's probably a lot of men, but I think it's necessarily all men that, that deal with that. But something that's been difficult for me lately in doing that work is this idea that if I make myself more open to receiving connection, that somehow the universe will like see that and reward me with someone who is there to, you know, reciprocate that connection or to, you know, connect with like, anyway, to me, like this work, like, I think it is valid to do this work. I think it's good to do this work. I, I want to be able to receive support because I want to feel supported and I want to feel that sense of community. And if like, you know, if I have people who are trying to connect with me, who want to be my friend, who want to be a part of my life, I want to be there to, I want to show up to that as best as I can because I need that, right? All, all the stuff I just talked about, about needing community. And if I'm not doing that, I want to, I want to improve on that. That makes sense to me. The piece of it that, that I'm grappling with is this idea that if I somehow do that, that somehow through, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings in Brazil kind of chaos theory or whatever, there, there will be some like way that the community around me or this, the magic of the universe or whatever, there will be some, somehow me being better at receiving connection will mean that people someone, some ones, I don't know, a romantic partner might appear in my life because I've improved my ability to, to do that. Right. And I'm really skeptical about that. Like, I think it makes sense that like, if I do that, if I get better at that, that, you know, when I do meet someone, I will be more ready to show up. I will be more ready to connect. I'll be more ready to you know, be my part of that connection. And in being more ready to do that, it'll in, 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 improve the odds of me finding a, a positive relationship. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I've, there's this, the, the idea that just me doing that work will somehow like manifest, I guess, I guess this is like a manifestation thing to me. This sounds a lot like, 
manifestation, right? Like, like just in, envisioning something positive and that the universe will kind of bring it to you. And, and I really, I'm really very skeptical and, and kind of like highly averse to the idea of manifestation. I, I, Like to an extent, I think that belief and faith is a really positive thing, right? I think it's, I, I just like, you don't have to understand how it works. I think sometimes just believing something's going to work is a positive thing. And I think for a lot of people, it's a good, it's a good thing to do. And I don't know, maybe I'm just the state that I'm in, but like, I, you know, you know something about my life or something about my attitude or my personality, or I don't know, like my experience maybe i don't i i i am by my nature pretty skeptical about that kind of thing like like <laughs> i just <laughs> most people that talk about manifesting are light-skinned attractive pretty yeah light-skinned attractive uh uh young women <laughs> and i think i just think that like we live in a society that objectifies those people and like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical about taking advice from people who, uh, especially in the dating market are, uh, you know, I, I think we live in a society where, uh, you know, pretty privilege exists, right? Like, yeah. And, and, you know, which is not to say there are a lot of difficult things that those women have to contend with. There definitely are. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't always buy. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I associate that. I don't know. Maybe I'm skeptical about that in particular because, because I'm dating. Um, and because those women seem like they're across some, you know, churning, chaotic abyss of the dating apps, and like, <laughs> while I would be thrilled to meet one of them and connect with one of them, it, it very rarely happens. And to hear them talk about like, you know, just just wish for something and it'll come your way, uh, while from my perspective, what I see is just a sea of <laughs> suitors trying vying to grab their attention it's something that I'm, I'm 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 skeptical about i don't know anyway i guess the upshot there is i'm not a big fan of manifesting <laughs> um okay i think that's what i've got for this time i just kind of wanted to get on here and babble and um put something out there um, um if you are still listening thank you i hope it's useful um, if you're one of my friends listening, thank you. You're super sweet. Um, but I hope, I hope as always, I hope that this uh, silly little podcast is, um, I hope it's helpful. I hope somebody out there is hearing this and feels less alone, uh, feels, um, yeah, just less alone. I think, th I think this is, as I always say, I think this is a unique time for this kind of stuff. I think we're at a weird crossroads of society and culture and technology and for people that are out there trying to meet someone to connect with in a romantic way um i think we're in a it was not like this 
I don't think it was like this for people like us even five years ago, certainly not 10 years ago, certainly wasn't like this for our parents. Uh, and with any luck, it's not going to be like this for single people in five or 10 years, I hope. Um, because like there are a lot of things that I think we're, I think we're grappling with the technology. I think we're figuring out how we want to best use this stuff. Um, and we're just going through, you know, some growing pains with it right now. Um, and you know, if that's hitting you, if that's making your life hard, um, I just want you to know that you're not, not alone. Um, okay. That's what I got. Um, till next time. Thank you for listening. Bye.